0: you're listening to the dad whisperer podcast with dr michelle watson canfield the place where you as a dad will gain more tools for your fathering toolbox and where moms and daughters are also invited to listen into the conversation now here is your host Dr. Michelle Watson-Canfield.
1: Hello everyone and welcome back to the Dad Whisperer podcast. I'm your host Dr. Michelle Watson-Canfield and I welcome you to this conversation today dad especially if you're ready to add more tools to your fathering toolbox. The grid that guides our conversation every week is simply on your mark, get set, go. So dad, envision yourself standing there with other dads getting ready to run your father in grace this week. I'm on the sidelines as your coach cheering you on and saying on your mark, get set, go. On your mark is the topic or the theme. Get set as I'm going to fill that in with stories and stats. And go is always your practical action step so that you can put your love for your daughters and your sons into action this week. Well, today on the program, I have a return guest coach joining me, and her name is Dr. Kathy Cook. I so loved having her on the program. Oh my goodness, I guess it was all the way back in 21, July 15th. If you want to go back and listen to it, it's episode 225. And Dr. Kathy and I talked about something really powerful for you as dads, and we titled it, Unlock Your Daughter's Smarts. We talked about eight smarts, and Kathy unpacked her book. And so today we're going to be talking about another one of her awesome books called Resilient Kids raising them to embrace life with confidence. So, Dad, if you want some tools to help your daughter unlock the potential that God has put in her, you are going to love this conversation. Well, let me tell you a little bit more about her. Dr. Kathy Cook is the founder and president of Celebrate Kids, Inc. It's based in Fort Worth, Texas. She loves seeing children flourish and helping parents make that happen. And she says it's never too late to start. Dr. Kathy has earned three degrees from Purdue University, including a PhD in reading and educational psychology. She has served as a tenured associate professor in the education department at the University of Wisconsin Green Bay and is a frequent guest on Focus on the Family daily broadcast. Kathy is also the author of six books and is a regular contributor to three international magazines. Oh my goodness, do you see why I invited her here today? She is not just an expert in all things related to kids, but this is a woman who walks her talk, and it's such a joy to have you here today. Welcome, Dr. Kathy Cook.
2: Well, it's good to be here. Thank you for such a generous (laughs) intro. I value you and what you stand for, and I'm happy to be here.
1: We've really had fun the last last couple years, haven't we? Just staying connected even with my husband. I
2: enjoy you both.
1: And we still wonder what God might have up up his sleeve, don't we, for us to partner even more together. We do. Well, today for On Your Mark, we're calling this Keys to Raising a Resilient Daughter Who Embraces Life with Confidence. And dad, you've just got to know, I'm speaking as a woman. Dr. Kathy is speaking as a woman. We oftentimes may look like we have confidence, but under the surface, we don't. Mm. And there are hits that come against us where it's hard to rise above and push through. And so today, I love that you're going to break that down and give dads some more tools of how to partner with their daughters. Right? To build confidence. And dad, you're a big part of that. Actually, research shows that when daughters feel connected to their dads, they have greater self-esteem. And so this idea of dads knowing how to build daughters' confidence and resilience and doing that in a proactive way is right... In there with the research, isn't it?
2: It's huge. And I really appreciate that you already said it's never too late, and it really is. I don't want anyone to listen to us thinking badly about yesterday, because you didn't know this yesterday. We're here to give you hope for tomorrow. So no matter what level of confidence you think you and your daughter have in relationship or that she has even separate from you, we can make a gain in what's going on there as we we learn what we're going to talk about.
1: Okay, well, now for get set. Here's my first question for you is... It's sort of a two-part question. So define resilience, how okay. about that first, and then share what led you to specifically write on this topic because you travel the country. Right. You know, you write international articles and that kind of thing, and you have a finger on the pulse of kids and where they're at.
2: Yeah, thank you. So resiliency is defined as readily recovering from difficulty.
1: Readily recovering from difficulty.
2: Right. I used to think it was bouncing back from difficulty like Tigger and Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> but in reality, Michelle, most of us and our kids don't bounce back when we're traumatized by something. Hmm. But we want our kids to readily recover. I don't want daughters and sons to sit down in the valley and count The blades of of grass per square inch, you know, I want them to keep moving. So it's readily recovering. It's not whining. It's not a pity party. It's not, oh, what was me? I don't know what to do. But it's believing I can readily recover. I can come back. I can um, move forward beyond Mm -hmm. where I was. And, Michelle, it starts as a choice to come back. Little children who learn how to walk fall down. They don't stay down. They choose to stand back up because we 're there supporting them we lift out we lift them up, we settle yes. their feet, we lift our hands out toward them, come to data you know, and so it 's a choice at first, and then it becomes a learned ability because they 've had enough experience doing it well, and then it becomes a part of our character like you and I we don 't have to think about being resilient we are resilient mm. and that 's what I want for children is that they don 't wonder if they will bounce back they know they will
1: so what do you say to the dad that maybe was parented in a way that he He's now parenting his daughter that says... As you just brought up, you don't just bounce back, but what if dad has had that mindset and is saying when his daughter's hurting or she's older than just learning how to walk and he goes, hey girl, bounce back. Don't make it a big deal. You're making a mountain out of a molehill. Talk to that dad.
2: Yeah, that won't go well. You know, they they probably don't know what dad means by that. That's one of the reasons I wrote the book. I started writing the book during the COVID crisis and the pandemic Ah. because I was so afraid that children were defining themselves by what they did not have. I lost prom, I lost a soccer season, I lost a band concert. And even moms and dads were defining life by what they had lost. And I, didn't, I did not want a generation of children to go through life knowing mm. about their losses. We, we have to, They're relevant, but victory. Yes. Let's have our eyes on the victory. So it's possible that dads got stuck in that kind of valley of the of the COVID pandemic and maybe bubble-wrapped their kids a little bit too much because they were... Not wanting to look like failure dads. So I'm just going to put this out here, Michelle, that one of the reasons I wrote the book are really moms and dads who are afraid to let their children try hard for fear that it reflects on them. You know, I don't want it to look like it's hard for my daughter to do this. So I'm going to rescue her so she doesn't have to work too hard. So I feel like a more competent dad. That's going to backfire in a heartbeat because it's the struggle. I hadn't even thought of that from that angle. Does that make sense yeah, to you as like an expert? preempt.
1: Yes. To preempt a potential failure yes. doesn't allow your daughter to fail forward, to fall to forward in hardship. Oh, man. And can I bring up
2: scripture right away? Absolutely. You know, what does Romans 5 teach us in verses 3 through 5? It's in the struggle that our character matures and our faith grows. Mm-hmm. So if dads don't let their daughters struggle, I talk in the book about leave the room if you have to. Like if you overhelp them on a math problem, if you overhelp yes. them... You know, put on a snowsuit or whatever. Then, you no, know, leave the room so that the kids learn how to do it themselves. Uh-huh. Because if you overprotect and you don't let them struggle, they'll rely on you in an unhealthy way. They won't discover what they're capable of, and biblically, they will not develop a deep love for God and wisdom about God or a mature Christ-like character. And no wonder we have fragile, weak generations, mm. plural. Yes, they're yes, doing a yes. U-turn at the beginning of the valley. Yeah. Afraid to experience what might be down there.
1: Yeah. You know what this just reminded me of hearing you say that is that I I think of a dad and daughter recently that I talked with and she's 16 and trying to figure out TikTok. She wants to have a following and figure out a channel and all these things. And dad says, I'm trying to help her. And she keeps getting mad at him saying, you don't know it, dad. You don't know Mm. what you're talking about. You don't know what you don't know. And it's kind of this power struggle where he's trying to learn to let her figure it out on her own, with support. but What would you say to that dad that doesn't kind of, he doesn't know how to dial in and he's trying to be proactive, but she keeps reacting to his proaction (laughs) and it kind of ends up kind of blowing up.
2: Yeah, common problem. First, I would say nobody should be on TikTok. So if you don't mind, I'm just going (laughs) to say that at first. And then I would say, you know, why? Give a why. Oh, it's I mean, it is China. It is a spy mechanism in China. They don't let their kids on it for as many minutes as we do in America. It's unnecessary. There's it's easy access to inappropriate predators. Yeah, there's predators. It's just it's not necessary. There are other sites not as damaging that you can put a video on. Yeah, I could go on and on. Okay, but, so can
1: people reach out to you if a dad listening goes, "Okay, that was kind of some big statements there." Sure, Doctor you know,
2: Cook. My book "Screens and Teens" is about the negative effect technology has on children. So, "Screens yeah. and Teens: Connecting with Our Kids in a Wireless World," and you can go to CelebrateKids.com dot com and reach out. Absolutely, yeah. it's just there's data that suggests that it's it's dangerous. It's unnecessary. There's too much potential porn. Yeah, it's just. It really is. And it's a spy mechanism. There are uh universities now that don't allow it on their campus because they have so much evidence that China is coming in. Oh, yes.
1: So if someone listening thinks, like, okay, there's an agenda here on the Dad Whisper podcast. You had not heard of that. That that isn't at all the, the point here. But it's no. to educate dads and say, you can do with this as you will. Right. But right. Dr. Kathy does have a lot of knowledge and years of experience backing up what she says. Yeah, she thanks, travels a Michelle, lot. Yeah. She, she's in the educational system. Mm-hmm. And so she's not just, you know, blowing off steam here. No. She's wanting you dads to know what really is going on yeah, there are state, with your daughters. Yeah,
2: state government, you know, is not allowing employees to use their... State email addresses or a cell phone number to go to TikTok, and and they don't disallow other platforms. So that tells you something about the danger. Why not
1: take that to heart if you want to raise a resilient daughter? Being able to step in and block her,
2: yeah, and just say something
1: caustic and harmful.
2: I love you so much. I cannot allow you to go there. Your heart and your soul means so much to Mm. me. There's just damage waiting for for you there. Now back to the question about how do I help my daughter learn something and she's pushing back, let her teach you and say, you know, Elizabeth, you're right. I don't know a whole lot. You don't know a whole lot. Let's learn together. Oh, I love that. Right? Isn't there passion and synergy that happens there? Oh, I
1: love that. Okay. So if a dad says, okay, I hear what you're saying about resilience. Where do I start?
2: Mm, That's a great question. The first thing that comes to mind is let them experience the victory. It, it's not, it can 't be about you they they have to struggle a bit they have to take make attempts to learn they have to learn to take a risk to ask for help so two things I guess two things come to mind: mm-hmm. one would be let them ask you for help it's a sign That's of a, re, a sign of a resilient person is. I'm capable of more. I want to be victorious in this area, but I don't know how. Who can help me? Mm -hmm. Dad. I mean, I want the daughters to go to their dads. So if a daughter comes up to a dad, dad, I'm sorry, I thought I was listening. What did you ask me to do? Or dad, what's this word? Or dad, Uh I'm trying to memorize this Bible verse, and I'm not good at memorizing. Can you help me? If the first words out of a dad's mouth are, well, why weren't you listening to me? Or, well, just figure it out. No, they're going to stop coming to the dad. They're going to ask Siri on their phone, how do I memorize a Bible verse? And I'd rather have the daughter go to the dad. And so I would say, let them ask for help without shaming them for needing help. Make sense? Yes, totally. And then kind of coupled with that, don't steal their victory. Like I like jigsaw puzzles. So what if I'm... Looking for a yellow piece with aqua in the corner, right? I'm looking for yeah. this piece. I've been looking for this piece a long time and I'm pretty sure I'm just about to find it. And somebody walks up behind me and finds it and says, Here it is. I'm mad because I, I spent wanted all that time exactly. I wanted to find it. I, I needed want- a reward for that. Yeah, I wanted the feel good adrenaline, right? Uh-huh. So if we rescue our kids and we don't let them experience the victory, then they don't know the worth of the challenge. There's a victory mm. at the end. I want yes. kids to feel that.
1: Yes. And the other metaphor, which is probably pretty obvious, is you know the caterpillar yes. and the chrysalis yes. and breaking free from the cocoon to yes. fly. Yes. And you probably heard that. I don't know if it's a true story, but the guy who clips yeah. you know, the, the cocoon because it mm-hmm. was too hard to watch the struggle. Yeah. But then the blood flow didn't go to the ends of the wings yeah. and the little thing had shriveled wings and fell over and died.
2: A chicken in the egg. If you have an incubator and you're teaching kids about the cycle of life and uh-huh. you see that an egg begins to roll, which means the chick is trying to get out, if you crack open that egg to help the chick, the chick will die. There you go. Because Same metaphor. it's in the effort that yeah. the lungs develop and allows yeah. to breathe on its own. And it's also where the moisture that's mm-hmm. on this little egg, no, the little chick. Don't overhelp. That's a, that's a huge factor. Okay. So
1: what does a dad do then when his own anxiety is rising and he sees the struggle <laughs> and maybe even has the belief like, I am being an unloving dad right now because I'm not stepping in. How does he manage his own anxiety and triggers?
2: That's so good. And that might depend too on how a dad was raised and what he remembers about his childhood. So again, you, you leave the room if you can and if you need to. I think you say to your daughter, I love you so much. I'm going to let you figure this out. Because it, it, the victory you'll experience is ultimately what you need to have.
1: So he has to tell himself that truth.
2: Tell himself that. And even tell the daughter, I, I'm not going to help you right now. Because I know that when you put forth effort and you're diligent and you're teachable and humble, you're going to learn it. And it's going to be so good for you to yeah. own the yeah. victory. So you actually say that to the kids. I love you so much that I'm not going to help you right now. And, and you're available. And I also think, Michelle, it's honoring to say to a daughter, how can I help you?
1: Mm-hmm. Not can I help, but how oh, can I good. help you? That and might be your go stepdad today that you're going to take how,
2: with you. How can I help how you? How can I help you? And maybe you say, do you, do you need me now or do you want me to keep waiting and watching? Like I'm available.
1: Oh, I love that.
2: But I don't, I don't want to help you too soon. Mm-hmm. So let me know how I can help you.
1: Oh, that is so, so good. So you empower
2: the daughter yes. to say, Daddy, what's this word? Or Daddy, where's the sharpener? I need to sharpen my pencil. Or, Daddy, I'm, I'm just overwhelmed. I don't know what to do. Uh-huh. Let her initiate. Because a dad can't read a little girl's mind. Exactly.
1: Or, or an older girl. Or an older girl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know, I wanted to highlight something you just said, and I love that you already went there, is that, Dad, that clear communication to let them know, let your daughter know, you know what? I know I could help you right now, but give her a compliment right there. But I know you're smart. Yeah. I know you're creative. Mm-hmm. I know you're a problem solver. Yeah. So you're Coupling the backing off, yes. not for her to feel that you don't care or maybe conclude, my dad doesn't want to enter into the crisis, my dad's a wimp, mm-hmm. I don't know, she mm-hmm. might not think that, but she might.
2: Right. But right, if right. you
1: use your words and let her know, I love that you that you highlighted that.
2: I appreciate that, Michelle. And you can also show how something is similar to where she's been successful before. So if she's overwhelmed by a craft project in the summer or a math problem during the school year, but you know that the math page is similar to yesterday's and she did well yesterday, show her that. Take a yes. picture, do a little video yes. when, in the moment, and then show her, look... Why are you panicking? Uh-huh. You're learning. The You're purpose learning. of school is to learn what you don't yet know. You're not going to know everything exactly. yet. Exactly. The reason that your piano teacher is asking you to do that song is she's challenged you at the next level. So just relax.
1: Just relax. You know. And you know, I think about a recent uh, interaction I had and it was it happened to be with a nephew, so not a not a niece, but you know, doing a painting project and the the painting got thrown against the wall. Oh, interesting. And it was like, you know, because <laughs> Sometimes that big you know rush it could be estrogen or testosterone and but really what i found out later is it was a lot of self criticism is the uh-huh. painting wasn't good enough so the art project in that moment was so under par which i have no idea what that thought was because I thought it was amazing. Yeah. And so letting that brain calm down, that midbrain, where mm. that's where that emotional center is on your daughters, on your sons, in them, is. Sometimes I always say, give, give a time out that's as many minutes as your child is in their age. And yes, yourself, if you're works. 50 years old, you need a 50 minute time <laughs> out for your brain to calm down so that you can come back and respond with kindness and mm. that you're modeling resilience to your daughter. Yes, How can a dad do that? Even in the middle of the crisis, yeah. how does a dad work through his own process as a dad so that he can model resilience.
2: Oh, seriously, it's so important. Yeah, to, to feel what's accurately going on in your spirit, right? You know, yeah. men, yeah. anger is an easy emotion for men, but there's often, well, something else triggers the anger. So yes. are you frustrated, fearful, full of grief? Are you embarrassed? Is there shame from your past? I think to own it and to give it a name is really yeah. important because yeah. words... Take it out of the dark and put it into the light, and I think again we say to a spouse we're married, we say to a friend, we say to our kids, Uh man, this is a struggle from my background, and I don't want the struggle to be a part of your life. So Mm. I need to take a break right now because I'm I'm I don't like being frustrated. It's not a safe feeling inside of my spirit. Yes, so I need to I need to step away and get
1: right in my feelings and then I'll come back and help you see and it's so hard to put those words out there sometimes when we're triggered right but yet do you hear how many times dads that Dr. Kathy and I are saying use those words use those words communicate so if you can tell you're hitting an eight nine or ten on your own zero to ten scale You're going to say something you regret. Mm. The response won't align with building resilience in your daughter. But use words. If it's just, sometimes I say do a big T with your hands like you do it for a timeout in sports. And if you can't get words out, let her know I'm not not totally right now reacting to you. This is my own stuff. Yeah, it's so so good. So I'm going to exit. Well, we're going to take a break. When we come back, Dr. Kathy Cook and I are going to continue this awesome conversation about raising resilient daughters. Are you a dad who has ever desired a deeper connection with your daughter, but haven't known how to go about it? Let's Talk Conversation Starters for Dads and Daughters is the very resource you need. Dr. Michelle wrote it with you dads in mind. This book will support you with scripted questions,
0: equip you to decode your daughter, and inspire you with stories of other dads and daughters. Don't wait any longer to be the hero you wanna
2: be,
1: and that your daughter needs you to be. So to let the talking begin, head on over to drmichellewatson.com forward slash books and order your copy today. This book will become a favorite in your fathering toolbox and will give you the answers you've been looking for. That's drmichellewatson.com forward slash books. Now, back to the Dad Whisperer podcast. Welcome back. I'm here today with author and founder of Celebrate Kids, Inc., Dr. Kathy Cook. Okay, well, I want to now read one of my favorite quotes in your book, which is simply called Resilient Kids, Raising Them to Embrace Life with Confidence. And you heard Dr. Kathy say she wrote this during the pandemic. And I was going to bridge this mm. and tell you that I, exactly is I was like, this is a perfect book on this side mm-hmm. of the pandemic. For, Thank you. And what I love too, Dad, you can't see it, but I'm holding this book right now in my hands. It is small. Yes. This is one that literally you could read literally on a flight, Mm -hmm. taking an Uber, in between uh, clients, on Mm -hmm. your lunch break, because it's small. Mm -hmm. You're going to get through it in a way that won't overwhelm you. I really believe that. But, Dad, here's one of your quotes. You said, This is who resilient people are. They don't deny what happened, but they're not controlled by it. They process their pain, fear, and regret so they can learn from it all. Then they move on because they're better because of the experience. Something negative can lead to something positive. Say more about that because I love the power in those statements.
2: You know, I often say in my work, Michelle, that the past is real and it can change us and it can, the past can change us. It ought not control us. Mm -hmm. Our past is our past and we need to process it well. We can't deny Negativity. We can't deny how we were raised. We can't deny experiences that we've had. But we don't need to let those experiences control us. And we, if they were negative for us, we surely don't want to carry that into our, our kids' childhood and mm-hmm. potentially adulthood. So I appreciate that you caught that as valuable. The past is relevant, but it doesn't need to control us. If we think it is, we need to process. We need to forgive. If, we, mm-hmm. if a person's alive who was a factor in our lack of resilience, maybe we go have a conversation. Many, You know what happens, Michelle? Hmm. We look back on the past with today's wisdom, and that's not fair. Because, oh, that's good. Right? When we were that age, we didn't know what we know now. So we parented the best we knew how to do, or our parents parented yeah. us the best that they knew how exactly. to do. Exactly. The school systems were different. There was more of a shame and a blame. So it is what it is. We can't look back and think, I was so stupid back then. No, you did well with what you knew to be true. And now you have, praise the Lord, new wisdom to move forward with. Yeah. I hope that makes sense.
1: Yeah, it totally does. And I love this whole idea of saying... You're not denying what happened. And I think right. sometimes it can be easy to just say and even misquote Philippians. Oh, yes. You know, Come on. saying, forget what lies behind. Just reach forward to what lies ahead. Right. But we really can't forget it. And if you actually look at that passage, Paul had just listed everything in his past. Yeah. So he wasn't saying, I've forgotten that. He right. says, that's not my identity. Right. But if you don't get it out... I think it stays in and takes on a life of its own. So really, when you say process it, part of that is talking about it getting it out front so when your daughter's having a big reaction had a really bad day she's kind of stuck in a non-resilient stance right is you can ask her what questions what would you encourage a dad to ask his daughter
2: yeah I was just thinking if you see your daughter still affected by something that you consider old I, I think challenge her I would say Bethany why are you allowing something that's six weeks old to still control your attitude Help me understand why that was so significant Mm -hmm. that it is still bringing you down. Yeah. You know, I thought that you had forgiven or had moved on. And see if you can get a conversation Mm built. Maybe you talk about your experiences and how you know it's unwise and unhealthy Uh to stay stuck. And how have you moved forward if, in fact, you have found that victory. Yeah. So let them know you're disappointed or surprised at the same time. They're impressionable little girls with big hearts, with big emotion. Right. And so it might be just hard for the dads to understand that. But I think what I find in my work is children value being challenged by what we see in them that we think is is unwise or disappointing. Yeah. Disappointing is more negative than unwise. Like mm-hmm. I just don't think it's wise for you to why are you remembering that you lost the the softball tournament when that was so long ago? But
1: you're forgetting and then you might have to put the positives in there. Right right if right. You can't get to them. Right.
2: That's why not help
1: serve that up?
2: Yeah, love that. Yeah, you, you know, learned a lot in the season that'll help you in the next here's season. Here's what I saw. Right, right, What's right.
1: keeping you from connecting to that? Because I love even mm. what you just said was help me understand. Yes. And I think that's such a beautiful, that might be a go step, dad, for you today to put those words Uh, kind of into your grid to say, help me understand, what am I missing?
2: I love that, Michelle. And the the other thing that we have to say to our dads is that the little girls might not know. Even big girls might not know. They they might not know why something that's six weeks old is still controlling them. Mm -hmm. So pay attention. And if you feel you know why something is still dragging her down, challenge her, do a verbal multiple choice. Are you still bothered by that because of this or this or this? And watch for what I call the eyebrow lift because most of us <laughs> give away truth when our eyes react. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
2: So pay attention. Know your daughters well enough that you can ask those kinds of questions. Yeah, read her
1: eyes. Right. But I've never thought read her eyebrows. Eyebrows. That's actually really good. It, I didn't know I that. I mean,
2: yours just moved up. So
1: did yours. Yeah,
2: because you were you were responding well to this uh. new idea. Isn't that interesting? Yes. So if we can get the girls to look at us, and it's not like, look at me so I can read your eyebrows. Yeah. Like, it's just this kind of a spontaneous fun thing that you're going to discover. Don't let the girls know what you're doing because then they'll hide their eyes from you. But just They're, watch. Yeah, yeah,
1: you're you're reading her body language because yeah. she'll give a lot
2: away in in her face.
1: You've you've probably read that the experts say communication is seven percent words, thirty eight percent tone of voice, mm-hmm. but fifty five percent body language. So ninety three percent is nonverbal. That's yeah, so, so fascinating. When your daughter is downcast, her head is down. She's stuck. Maybe in a I call it that hamster wheel cycle, and you're going around really fast, but you're stuck in a cage. Is see if you can get underneath. Maybe if her head is down, look at her eyes, look at her eyebrows. That's yeah. really practical. Okay, here's another question. I'm, I'm you know, I love it. You lots oh my of things, gosh. throwing you curveballs. Can a dad ever get in the way of his daughter becoming resilient or strengthening her resilience?
2: Oh, absolutely. And if and Michelle, so, how? By, by helping too soon, you know, by mm-hmm. being afraid of their struggle because it makes you look bad. Mm-hmm. And this is. This is a cultural moment. I'm sorry, but a lot of moms and dads are fragile themselves. They're unsure, and they're trying to get way too much of their esteem from how they parent. They're putting a lot of pressure on the daughters Mm -hmm. to perform. They're not performers. They're human beings. They're not human Mm -hmm. doings. We have to be really careful of that. So don't be afraid of their struggle. Don't help too soon. Don't rescue too soon. Don't, of course, say, oh, I can't believe you don't know this already. Yeah, yeah, Like yeah. what's wrong with you? Now, if you said that earlier today, guys, no shame, no blame. You've been parenting the way that you know how. We're here to uh-huh. help you. Yes. So maybe you apologize for that. Maybe you learn. Like I'm, I'm a quick thinker, Michelle. I'm a problem solver. So am I. The joke is that I can solve somebody's problem for them before they know they have one. <laughs> <And so laughs> I'm
1: going to quote that because I think I'm the same. If,
2: if I'm afraid that I'm going to step into someone's space and I'm going to steal their joy, I put my hand over my mouth. Whether I'm on FaceTime, uh-huh. I'm on the phone, I'm I'm on a Zoom call, I will sit with my mouth covered, which is my symbol yeah. to myself to be quiet longer. That's good. And listen longer to see because if the girls can problem solve mm-hmm. I mean imagine the girl who says, Dad, I was thinking that maybe if I did it this way, it would be better. And then guess what? The dad gets to say, That is such a smart decision. I knew you could figure it out. But yes, Yes, but he kept his
1: mouth shut. Oh, that's good.
2: Because I don't want to steal their victory.
1: Dad, is that your go step? Okay, I'm going to now throw you another curveball. And I hadn't even thought to ask you this, Kathy, until right now. What if a daughter is struggling and the struggle is around her gender? Because right now, that's where girls are getting hit. Now, I know that's a million dollar question to throw right out there here at the end, but. That's really where a lot of dads are living, aren't they? Where the daughters are like, I'm struggling. Am I a girl? Am I a boy? Do I like girls? Do I even, you know, right. how, does a dad, how does a dad walk that out?
2: Yeah, that's a mess, right? But it's such a good question because we, we have to be willing to go there or, or we look as woke as everybody else. So, um, depending upon the age of the child and the relationship you have, you know, what makes you think so? Has somebody teased or gossiped? Have I done something to indicate I'm displeased with the way that you behave? Uh It's very, what I say to young people all the time is that a a guy can like pink and a girl can play with trucks. There's absolutely nothing about gender there. Um, And it is typical for girls to have more girlfriends than boyfriends. And it's typical for boys to have more boyfriends than girlfriends. It doesn't mean that they're gay or lesbian if they're doing that. Or trans or or trans, or somebody whatever. says yeah. to me, I think I'm a lesbian. I'm like, have you been sleeping around? I mean, no, you can't know that unless you're sexually, you know, ready. And they're eight. It's just
1: yes. so mind boggling to but me. But they're being told, how but do you tall, know if you yeah. haven't yeah. gone yeah. there or tried yeah. this? How so can a dad step into that space then? You
2: be bold and you tell the truth in love and you say, sweetheart, let me listen longer. Tell me about your fear. Well, well, daddy, I yeah. was called a tomboy. And so, does that mean I'm a boy? Like, listen to them. Yeah, listen to them, and then affirm the femininity. Let them dress up if they want to. If they don't want to, that's okay. Um, Celebrate them. Do the tea party. You know, let them know that you love that. That God gave you a girl. Use the word created. God created you. He's a great creator. You are not an accident in a meaningless society. Again, I could go on and on. I have a low voice, so I'm glad that you said that I'm a woman on the show with you. There are people who hear my voice and think, well, that's a guy. No, I have a low voice. It doesn't make me a guy. But you know what, Michelle? If I was young today, I might wonder if my voice was right and everything else was wrong. I have great empathy for the gender confused because yes. the culture's a mess and people are chaotic. And, and you've
1: had people throw messages at you. I have had hate mail.
2: Yeah, that, truly you chance. Why don't you just admit it? And I'm like, that's absolutely ridiculous. I can prove I'm yeah, totally female. I'm not going to strip down right oh my now, gosh. but you've got to believe you know, I me. Have, that you've I have, lived that. Yeah, yeah. And so I have, I have real empathy. There's nothing wrong with being a woman. There's nothing wrong with being a guy. It, your identity is given to you by God. He's a good knitter. I could go on and on and on. The dad has to listen. The dad has to affirm what is true. Yes. And, and please understand, it. the data supports this. Almost about 70% of children and preteens who think they're trans grow out of it. 70% of the young people who assume they're in the wrong body grow out of it. They just yes. have to live long enough to find out it's good to be who they are.
1: Well, and you add in the fact that the, the chromosomes in a dad determine the sex of a daughter. And so dad's yeah, stepping true, into that yeah, space where true, you are answering her questions. Just because you like doing this does not mean you're a guy. It does exactly. does not mean you're a boy. Oh.
2: And, and another thing, if you don't know this, is a lot of girls want to be guys because they feel their gender is weak. Mm-hmm. So what they're saying in the research is, I don't want to be raped. I don't want to be abused. I don't want to be stared at that way. I, don't, I feel so uncomfortable. And they believe that if they become the guy, they're the one with the power. Uh-huh. And so raise up your daughters to know they're strong in, in, a, in a physical way, an emotional way, in a social way, an intellectual and a spiritual way. Keep affirming their strength and their wisdom and their stick-to-itiveness so that they know yes. that they can protect themselves. They don't have to change their gender to be strong.
1: Oh, that is so good. Well, I always end every show with a go step. We've had lots of them throughout this amazing conversation, Dr. Kathy. But one thing I'd love to end with is give dads one practical action step right now, if they wanted to start today, where they can strategically focus on raising a resilient daughter who embraces life with confidence. What's one thing a dad could do today?
2: I think it's important that they use the word resilient. You know, words matter and they draw from people the qualities that we want. So when your children take risks and try again and you see them persevering, you hear them asking for help, say, you know, Angela, I'm so proud of you for being resilient. Daddy, what's that? (laughs) Well, that means that you want to improve and you're willing to take a risk and you want to Use effort. So use the word resilient. Define it and look for ways to use it. Use it for yourself out loud. Use it for others. Yeah. Talk about Bible heroes who are resilient. Let them know that it's a quality that you care about.
1: Oh, I love it. Good. And once again, where can people get a hold of you?
2: Celebratekids.com. And we have a podcast called Facing the Dark. We have a podcast called Celebrate Kids with Dr. Kathy. We have a podcast with our 10-year-old host, Childlike Faith with Ella. Yes. And that I know you're going to be on.
1: Okay. Yes. We just talked about that. Yeah.
2: And yeah, I'm all over social media like everybody else.
1: Okay. Love it. Well, On Your Mark today has been Keys to Raising a Resilient Daughter Who Embraces life life with confidence. I've been here with my friend, Dr. Kathy Cook. So much powerful truth today in the get set portion and you've gotten lots of go steps. Well, this wraps up another week's program. It's been great to be here with you all. I'm Dr. Michelle Watson-Camfield, the dad whisperer, signing off and encouraging you to make today a day where you intentionally and consistently invest in pursuing your daughter's hearts. Go dads.
0: Thanks for joining us for another edition of the Dad Whisperer Podcast with Dr. Michelle Watson Canfield. If you're looking for more resources to support the father-daughter relationship, or if you want to connect personally with Dr. Michelle, you can find all the information you need at drmichellewatson.com. That's drmichellewatson.com. And remember, you can listen to the Dad Whisperer Podcast anytime on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. And while you're there, we'd love for you to subscribe and leave us a review. Thanks for joining us today, and we'll see you again on the next edition of the Dad Whisperer Podcast with Dr. Michelle Watson-Canfield.